Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we are speaking with John Roberts. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, Bant, I'm good. All good. Nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's great to have John on the show. John is the co-founder and CEO of Block Aviation, which is an organization he established to support aircraft residual values by creating the world's first global registry for aircraft records. There's a lot of a, a lot of words there, but the key things I think are managing the data around the aircraft industry, and we'll get into more detail on that in a second because it's a really critical space. But before we go there, John, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. So, Bank, look, I've got a very mixed uh, career. I've done the corporate thing. I've run my own businesses, um, uh, sold my own businesses, and then ended up starting this pretty much from scratch, uh, building a team over the last few years. My first job was, believe it or not, was, well, in, in the US, in Ireland, it's unusual to start out in Taipei, in Taiwan. So my first job was working for Acer Computer in Taipei, Taiwan. So I was in a lab with about 80 engineers. Um, I was product manager at quite a young age of 23 when product management was a new thing back back in the mid-90s. So I came back to Europe and I had a European responsibility for server products in Europe. And uh, I, was, look, I was really lucky. It was a great place to land. Acer was a great company. Uh, I got to work with, with a, a really good guy. I left Acer for a few years. And I ended up going back when they, they moved their headquarters down to Switzerland. And I worked with Gianfranco Lanci, who's the CEO of, of, of Acer, made Acer the biggest computer company in the world. So really privileged to get to work with him and learned an awful lot from, from Gianfranco. He had a very yeah, that was a great, great time to be at Acer, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a great, very simple sort of mantra and mindset, very business oriented, just did the basics really, really well. So kind of uh, simplified my approach to things. So I was fortunate. Then, so how did you get from Acer to Block Aviation? Well, my I was working down in Switzerland. My little girl, she was, um, you know, she was going to start school, so I wanted to move the family back up to Ireland. Um, wasn't possible to to keep the career with Acer and my my uh, my daughter in school, so I ended up deciding to come back to Ireland, had some savings, and started my own business. Or, or I, I I built a chain of restaurants, believe it or not, totally, oh, wow. totally different. But uh, I can't make toast, so don't don't <laughs> don't ask me to cook when we do eventually get to meet face to face. But uh, but I know what I like, so I bought I took a little restaurant out of kind of Chapter Eleven, the equivalent of Chapter Eleven here in Ireland. It's called Examinership. Mm-hmm. In the midst of the crisis here, if you remember, Ireland was particularly hard hit in the crisis with yeah. the, the the bank with the the, the bank situation. So. Uh, and we built up a chain of restaurants. It was a particularly good time to sign leases. So I signed a lot of valuable leases in, in the city centre and we built a really nice business. Um, but again, uh, restaurants are very complicated. A lot of moving parts. It's like yeah. an airline. So I, we had to put everything on the cloud. So we ended up merging my tech sort of expertise. 
to to build a cloud-based platform with the company here in Ireland uh, who've recently done their, they're probably doing their Series B now at this stage to manage all the processes. So I could uh, I could have the best of both worlds. You know, I, I, could, uh, I could go down to Italy and I could watch the business from the cloud. I could see everything that was happening, every single facet of process that was happening in the business uh, and made a successful business out of it, thankfully. Uh, but I sold that in 2017. And had to start again, had to, to reimagine things. So yeah. I uh, spent the summer really reading and, and, and researching technology. And then also, you know, what would be the best possible business to start in Ireland? It's a big cluster of world-class talent here in Ireland in the aviation space. You know, Ryanair and Tony Ryan founded GPA, the aircraft leasing business. Yeah. a lot of world leaders here in Ireland in, in, in aviation. And then we had this technology application. So we said, okay, how can we marry these up? So start to build a team to, to solve some, some real world problems uh, for, for, for the aviation industry. That's great. And so tell us a little bit about how, I mean, I have so many questions. What a, what a great story of just starting out in, with Acer in, in Taipei and, and, and that growth story is such, a, such an amazing learning curve for sure. But then being able to apply that learning to, to some entrepreneur, entrepreneurial challenges, and now quite a quite a, a big one. You know, we see see the aviation industry is is not a simple a simple beast to get your hands around. So tell us a little bit about what you guys are working on at Block Aviation specifically, and, and how's it going? Uh, well, look. So what we're creating. Guard on Aero, and Guard on Aero is a new way to document and demonstrate airworthiness compliance and thereby aircraft value. And that's the key thing. So if you consider a commercial aircraft, there's, it's a very, very highly regulated and structured industry. There's a lot of process, a lot of paperwork that's generated. And the way that paperwork is generated and managed today is incredibly like, you know, like a lot of industries, like finance and insurance, there's a lot of paperwork going back. Yeah. A bit so, archaic, I think, is the word. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, it, it works. The industry, yeah. you know, we can all get up into these little metal tube as you did last night. You came from Vermont to Miami. You know that yeah. you're, you can do that safely today because the industry has these these processes there. Yeah. But it's massive, massive inefficiencies, and and those in all that paperwork, the key stakeholder in the in the value of that, the key stakeholder in that paperwork is the owner of the, the, the asset, because these are high value assets, 40, 45 million for a, for a Boeing 737 or an A320. Yeah. You want to maximize the residual value of that. You need a meticulous uh, paper trail behind that, that asset. And if you don't have that, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be hawking when it comes to part out, so selling parts for that aircraft or trading that aircraft. So you must have a meticulous paper trail to uphold the residual value. So we're looking at solutions, we're looking at a new way to, to, to demonstrate that residual value. And we believe in the future, create new ways of trading uh, these assets and new ways of, you know, maybe even fractionalizing these assets once wow. we have the, a method of proving it, you know, to digitally. So, and proving it in a, in a trustworthy way. Ultimately, it's about making Garden Aero a trustworthy platform where you can rely on the, what you see there. So, and, so it's a really and, right, and so, John, right now, uh, I mean, you're working with who would be the customers for you guys? 
Um, look, we've got two sets of customers. Primarily, it's the leasing companies, and you know, leasing that industry is here in Ireland. We're fortunate; it's it's on it's on our doorstep. The biggest companies, you know, of the 100 lessors, 75, 80 percent of them have a presence uh, here in Ireland. But then it's also airlines. So airlines, of course, are key. Airlines are, are the guys who end up paying massive penalties because the documentation is not correct. They end up having to take off parts and put on new parts because they can't show the what they call the back-to-birth trace of, of, of parts. So both lessors and, and airlines. Lessors is our first port of call because they're here on our doorstep. Airlines were a small startup. Right. Yeah, 400, yeah. 450 airlines around the world. So getting out, we don't have the business development resource just yet to get out to them. But give us a couple of years and we'll be out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see it. So yeah. so I would tell you, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started and my God, you know, the aviation industry, at least in the U.S., is very much back in business. Um, you know, I was on a packed flight last night. Uh, I have another one, another packed flight scheduled for later this week. It's it's quite it's quite crazy. I mean, um, how how are you seeing the aviation industry really rebound here? I mean, look, the U.S. I think I read I read in the Economist of the weekend that it's at eighty percent the holiday weekend just gone that it was at eighty percent of two thousand nineteen levels and it's 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 going to bounce back. It's it's very encouraging to hear that. And Europe is 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 a lot slower. I mean, things aren't moving as as quickly over here. Right. The vaccination program it's it's catching up, but uh, people aren't getting on flights yet, and it's probably not likely into Q one next year. China's well bounced back, so China China's up and running. It's pretty much business as normal over there, mm-hmm. and uh, and Asia Pacific is starting to recover as well. So obviously that's that's good news for us because uh, our customers, our primary customers, are lessors, and they've had a very difficult couple of years because they yeah. they're restructuring leases pretty much because aircraft haven't been in the air. You can't generate the bums on seats to pay for the tickets or what pays the lease. So. Yeah. Uh, it's like you know, it's like hospitality, it's like restaurants almost. And are yeah. the manufacturers? I mean, are like um, you know, uh, you know, Boeing and uh, the other major players? Are they are they uh, back into production mode again, or what do you what do you imagine there? Oh, yeah, no, I think look, uh, the industry will bounce back, and I think the fleet size is going to double over the next seventeen, eighteen years, predicting forty three to forty five thousand commercial aircraft. Wow! By by twenty by 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 twenty forty. So there's you know that growth. It's it's been driven by the low cost carriers. They're the ones that are expanding the market all the time. So single aisle aircraft like the seven three seven. We're seeing the seven three seven Max now, despite the fiasco that this has. So so that's like Ryan Air. Would Air Lingus qualify in that category? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) As a low-cost carrier, <laughs> I mean, they don't have a choice. Ryanair sets the tempo, so everybody follows Ryanair now. So, uh, but Aer Lingus they provide, I suppose. I wouldn't call it a gold-plated service, but it's it's just the colours are not as harsh on the eye, let's say, as the Ryanair aircraft. But the prices are pretty similar. So that's great. Well, it, it does seem to me that um, as the as the aviation industry starts to take shape again and really start to accelerate in growth, managing this inventory, building kind of a data system that's trusted is absolutely critical. It's, it's kind of shocking to me how, 
how archaic some of these systems have been to date. Um, I mean, are you are you finding that the industry is welcoming to this type of change? Um, yeah, look, the, the industry recognizes it. The industry is also conservative because it has a system that works. So mm. change is not something that, is, that it embraces uh, very quickly. So we're very much focused on, 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 on dovetailing into existing infrastructure because we don't, we're not trying to upend the, the existing infrastructure. We're trying to, to leverage standards, which the, the, the industry has created itself, but unfortunately hasn't capitalized on. And I think COVID is going to create the, the impetus or the imperative for those standards to be embraced now. And we're providing, we believe that we're, we're a catalyst in, in bringing those standards, the benefits of those standards, at least. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I feel that um, COVID, uh, for all, obviously all of the, 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 the personal and um, professional challenges that it brought, one of the true benefits is that it seems to have forced companies to embrace accelerated change, perhaps, or all of those things that seem to get caught up in committee uh, and not get decided on the changes that uh, the companies knew. They're like, oh, yeah, we, sh- we, we should do that, but uh, maybe we can wait till next quarter. They're, they're, now, they're now actually pushing forward all that change, which is great. But you know, tell us a little bit about how the last year evolved for you guys and um, you know, how the pandemic impacted the way you work and, and how, how, how your business evolved. So, look, um, has it, I don't think it's, I think, um, Data is, is the barrier to liquidity in, in in this industry. So so I think that that it's it's uh, it's created as I said as an imperative for us. We, it, it was tough at the outset. I mean, look, the, the, we had, we had a contract lined up with with a group of major lessors, and that fell apart because mm-hmm. pretty much in in, in Q one twenty twenty, everybody was running for cover and and uh, and anything that that was new that was that was that was costing anything was pretty much shelved. So we had to reinvent ourselves. So we brought on a new co-founder, Carl joined us, and we pretty much had to reinvent our whole approach uh, in the last year. But look, uh, it's been good because not just for the industry, but for us, it brought very sharp focus to, to what we were doing um, and then focused our mind on get, engaging customers, getting customers. And we're thankfully, we're post-revenue since Q4 last year. Um, that's allowed us to get investment. That's allowed us to bulk the team up. We've now got about between five and six decades of aircraft records, experience and expertise on board in the company, and a bunch of masters in data science and machine learning on board as well. So that's all um, worked out uh, in, in our interest. And we're now closing out, hopefully, our, the rest of our seed round over the next few weeks. That's so excellent. That's, that's going to put excellent. in good stead. And it's, it's also aligned us nicely with customers because we're, 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 we're engaged at a much deeper level, I'd say, with customers now. Um, whereas probably, you know, prior to that, we'd been kind of floating around the edge. And so what was, John, what would, have, what would be the big difference in your approach now versus uh, before uh, COVID? Uh, the big difference in our approach now I, I, I think being able to just being able to jump on calls quickly with people and check ideas quickly. So more it, nimble, basically. It's so much like, more nimble. And look, Zoom and all that was here beforehand, but now it's become absolutely de facto. Nobody's got any problem taking a call from their bedroom anymore. Yeah. Everybody can jump on a call and we can, we can get feedback and we can iterate uh, more quickly and we can, we can iterate our ideas. 
more quickly. So I, I think, um, and I think because we're able to do all this, we're also able to manage our private lives a little bit better, which takes the stress off family situations and that. So brings more focus to your work. So, so you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's unbalanced. It's been a, has been a wake up call, a good wake up call for us. It's helped us to realize, you know, there's more to life to work uh, than work. But when you're in work, work be be switched on, be 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 fully switched on, and make sure make use of the time that you're there. So, you know, hasn't all been bad. No, I I I agree. I, I agree, and I I think that um, you know there's something to say about. COVID being an accelerant for kind of rethinking things to be more nimble in nature, to be more flexible, um, and and probably to kind of work, uh, work, kind of find the ways that you can fix the problems that you can fix today, and then uh, see yeah. those ways as, 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 as avenues into larger opportunities, which makes complete sense to me. So tell me, John, when you guys are planning out now for 2022, the rest of this year, 2022, what, what are your hopes? What are your thoughts on the future? I mean, look, uh, Bounce, we're, we're in a pretty good spot. So we're just planning towards our Series A now next summer. Yeah. Um, we're working closely with the, the Aircraft Leasing and the Aircraft Leasing Ireland, which is an embryonic representative body of the leasing industry here in Ireland to, to, mm-hmm. to establish Gar.Aero and their digital maintenance registry. So um, really, it's, 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 it's just head down, um, focus, be, as you said, kind of present uh, and in dealing with what you can deal with today and, and, and then iterating, continually changing to make sure that we're delivering the do right you think, Do you think, John, that some of these ideas like fractional, you talked a little bit about like fractional ownership or things like that, how, uh, how those are, how do you feel that those things are going to develop? Look, I mean, if we look at the world today and the amount of capital that, that's, that's invested into, into equities and into bonds and, and the paper trail that's behind that, the, sort of a, the ignored sector really is alternative finance. And, mm-hmm. and people are looking for higher yields. People want to access higher yield products, but these products need to be structured in, in a trustworthy way. And it can't be done. It can't be done you know, on paper through contracts like everything was before. So I think the role that digital transformation is going to play in, in alternative finance is going to be really interesting to watch over the next five to 10 years. So, yeah. I mean, assets, like we're obviously, we're partial to, to air, we're obviously biased when it comes to aircraft. In, in my opinion, it's a perfect asset to look at that type of, of new financing models uh, for those assets because it's, it's, it's paperwork heavy, uh, right. it's compliance heavy, so it must be, you know, compliant. Otherwise, it is not worth uh, what it, what the price that somebody's asking. So I think that the opportunities there are going to be are going to be huge over the next yeah. five to ten years. But uh, there's a lot. You know, I mean, you've really got to start. We're starting with the plumbing, starting with building, you know, core infrastructure first. That's that's our our focus is is superior or improving. Uh, the methods of documenting and demonstrating airworthiness compliance, and then in, in you know five five years time, we can start to look to new methods of trading these assets, and we'll get we'll bring the financial whiz kids in and let them loose on it. For example, a residual value you could trade a residual value, like if you right. put an aircraft out in lease and you said, okay, yeah, this aircraft's worth forty five million today, 
I'm going to put it out in a seven-year lease, and I predict it's going to be worth 36 million at the end of the lease, and trade that. And and if you can demonstrate, if you can digitally, you know, determine whether that it's it's, it's compliant to the lease, to regulatory, yeah. to maintenance program compliance, that's that's a really interesting. Yeah, and you'll essentially create a whole new like yeah. a whole new asset class. Absolutely, that's incredible. Well, I mean, uh, John, it's been great talking to you. We've had John Roberts on the show today. John's been talking to us about his business that he's recently started. I actually say, probably should say longtime entrepreneur, new time aviation entrepreneur, um, where uh, he's really kind of building a, a data system to support the aircraft industry to make the most of uh, managing all of the elements of that industry and kind of finding that residual value by creating world, the world's first global registry for, for the aircraft record, air for aircraft records. Um, John, it's been really interesting talking to you today. And I, I can see that uh, the next couple of years are going to be a great, great uh, uh, moment for you guys. Um, if, if there are folks that want to learn more about what you're working on at Block Aviation, where should they find you? John at blockaviation.com, the website. We're doing an update in the next few weeks when we close out the seed round. So give us a few weeks, come back and have a look. It's going to be looking pretty slick. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you again so much for being on the show today, John, and uh, look forward to hearing how the, the story evolves over the next couple of years. Pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers, John. Take care. Ciao.